0: Hello, Church of the Cross, and welcome back to the Ninth Avenue Nine. This is your host, Joel Bascom, Pastor of Connecting and Equipping. Welcome back to the big podcast, friends. February can get tedious for those of us in Minnesota under normal circumstances, but in a pandemic, it takes on a whole other dimension. While this podcast was originally intended to be a monthly podcast, I have interviewed several people and, surprise, I'm dropping a bonus episode. Feel free to send in your loving notes and expensive gifts as a thank you for this extra episode. I'm kidding, of course. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, The Ninth Avenue Nine is a podcast where we get to know members of our community. I came up with this podcast as a way to connect during this pandemic. I do hope to keep it going into the future. Here's the basic premise. Each guest on the show will be asked what nine albums they would take with them if they were locked in the basement of our church on 9th Avenue for one year. I'm getting wind of the fact that some of you are talking amongst yourselves about some of your favorite albums. It seems it has fostered some discussion, which was just what I was hoping for. I got some great feedback after our second episode featuring Pastor Andine O'Neill. Margie Hack wrote in on the church website that she loved hearing Andine's picks She felt sort of puffed up to find that she had included many of her favorites, quote, I've always loved Over the Rhine and have most of their albums. And Greg Brown, been a long time since I've heard anyone mention him. We have many of his albums, too. Steve Hunt also sent in a couple of comments about Moby and Over the Rhine. Thanks for the great feedback. On a personal note, I have to give a shout out to my godfather, Greg Thompson, from San Diego, California, who sent me a lovely note about Andine's picks. He and my godmother Jen would have plenty to talk about with Andine and Sean, I do expect. Our February bonus episode features youth group volunteer and Easter Vigil ringmaster Chris Scanlon. Chris will be heading up the Easter Vigil that we will be celebrating in a little over a month. Chris joined me over Zoom to talk about his picks. I have included a link for the Spotify playlist for Chris's albums on the church website as well as on the Apple website. When I record these podcasts, I record them in three segments. This was the first one I had recorded on Zoom, and I did not record the first segment right. I make reference to it in the show. Suffice to say, we had to re-record the first segment. As I said on the last show, this is a work in progress. Also, quick apology to my daughter, Corey. Though she will be the next guest on my podcast, I spill the beans on one of her picks. Sorry, Corey. I will try harder to not talk about other interviews I have done until I broadcast them. So, without further ado, pull up a chair and listen in to what our friend Chris Scanlon would take along with him to the church basement. My guest today is known especially to the youth group at the church. He and his wife, Britta, have two lovely little girls. It is my privilege and my pleasure to welcome to the church basement our very own Chris Scanlon. Hi, Chris. Hey, Joel. Excited to be here. Yes, and Chris has already recorded this first segment once because guess what? The guy who's reporting the podcast did not realize how to do it very well over Zoom. So if this discussion at all sounds forced it's because we're having it for for a second time but i'm sure there were some awesome moments you you would have those of you listening at home you would have wept with some of the things that happened on the first recording that we had but we don't have it now but i'm gonna go over the ground rules with you chris does that sound good yep and you've been reviewing them i understand uh yeah they're crystal clear crystal clear so here's the ground rules you are locked in the church basement for a year uh you have food because of the kitchen You can have nine albums with you, music, audio, comedy, whatever. The Church Basement does have Bibles and Books of Common Prayer, but you can have one other book. And last but not least, you can have one luxury item as well. So that's all pretty clear, it sounds like? Yeah, ready to go. Absolutely. So how long have you been at Church of the Cross, Chris?
1: Uh, I started attending Church of the Cross uh, probably the spring of 2013 or so, especially more consistently then. Um, and began working with the youth group, as you mentioned, um, on a volunteer basis, and have been there pretty much ever since. Um, yeah, I've loved every second of it. As much chaos as there can be at times, but mm-hmm. it's it's great to really get to know the the youth, and especially get to see them grow over the course of their their time in youth group.
0: Yeah. Anywhere else that people who are attending church might look for you at church? Any any other things you do that they might know about?
1: Yeah. Um, well, last year was going to be the first big year that I was kind of heading up the Easter vigil with Christian. Oh, that's Um,
0: right. Yes.
1: But unfortunately with the pandemic that didn't work out, however, this year we've got a lot of fun plans for that. Um, but yeah, for the most part, um, right now it's mostly youth group and especially right now, um, starting to kick into gear with Easter vigil planning and ideas and
0: stuff. And as a, a father of three members of the youth group, I can only tell you how much we appreciate what you do. So thank you. You're very welcome. Okay, Chris. So, what is your very first pick for the year time in the basement?
1: Yeah, my number one um, comes from Across the Pond, um, the band Keen. Their um, album, Hopes and Fears, um, is an album that. I just love it's probably one of the first albums that I got to call my own as far as something that I like picked and loved for myself and wasn't just you know a photo you know a photocopy of what my parents' you know music selection was yeah so.
0: totally and a couple um, of favorite songs from that album
1: yeah, I would definitely say somewhere we're somewhere only we know um is probably the most famous yes. uh from that album and then um my personal favorite is the song Bend and Break mm-hmm.
0: For those of you who have parents who have uh, children about my kids' age, which they're all in their teens, when my kids were little, uh, Disney released a a new animated version of Winnie the Pooh, and they used the song somewhere only we know on the trailer. So you might remember it from there, but it's also just a beautiful and sort of nostalgic and poetic song.
1: Yeah, it's great. I, I you know, I'm kind of in a gap where I. You know, I'm not as familiar with all of the Winnie Pooh movies, or especially not the trailers when they <laughs> yeah. came out, but um, yes, I'll right. definitely
0: check it out. Well, yeah, at that point you were in, your, in high school, so I doubt that you were really you know, into, uh, or maybe just about out of high school. It might not have been, because uh, you graduated from high school in? I
1: graduated high school in 2011. Yes, yeah,
0: so I think the movie came out in 2011, now that I think of it. I just have a memory for stuff like that. And you said Bend and Break was one of your other favorites?
1: Yeah, I really enjoy "Bend and Break" because it's um, it's a very simple song. It's poetic, but it's um, it's not esoteric. Um, It's it's a pretty simple song that'll um, you know. It feels kind of upbeat, but you know, if you listen to the words, um, it's kind of a a, kind of a dark, sad song.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah. Very cool. And uh, as always, as, as, as my plan is with every one of the episodes of this podcast, I will be asking Chris uh, through the, the course of it what his favorite cuts are from each album, so that way we can put together another Spotify playlist so that you can, uh, during this time of quarantine and perhaps beyond, you can listen to the his, some of his favorite music. What's your second pick, Chris?
1: My second album is the album Oh, What a Life by American Authors. Um, I always laugh at the name American Authors because it sounds like the kind of band that you know people at Church of the Cross would really love. Studious. Um, yeah, Studious, for sure. Kind of sophisticated. <laughs> um, but really, they're kind of a more of like a pop band more than anything else. Um, some of their music has been featured in a lot of sports kind of um, promotional material, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably especially known for... On this album, uh, The Best Day of My Life okay. um, and Believer. Um, oh, is that the I one that goes,
0: probably, Is it being the best day of my life? That one? Yep. Okay. Yep. Now, sorry about the singing, everybody, but, yeah, I just realized it. The first time we recorded this, I didn't remember it, but now I did remember it.
1: Yeah, see? It's a second time's a charm.
0: What other songs?
1: Um, yeah, Best Day of My Life, and I personally my favorite from the album is the song Luck. Um. You know, they, they sing about um, you know the guy makes his own luck, and he and it also just has really a fun sound to it that's different than kind of everything else that was being released at that time. Um, fun fact: the lead singer of American Authors is actually from Minnetonka. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I I didn't know until we went to the concert, and um, they like he was wearing, or there was a bunch of people there from minnetonka high school and they were all like wearing minnetonka stuff okay
0: and where did you see them play Ooh, we saw them play at mill city
1: nights okay um, which i'm not sure is that still the name of the venue it's it's over by target center um but we actually won those tickets i won those on the radio and then the the show was um I want to say it was on Halloween, and so Britta and I dressed up as Buddy the Elf and Jovi as our Halloween costume for it, and um, we get to take pictures with the band and everything, and they were all dressed up as um, uh, superheroes and villains, which was kind of fun.
0: Oh, and maybe you could find me one of those pictures, and maybe we could uh, attach it somehow to when this podcast is released.
1: I could definitely dig one of those up <laughs> That for would you. be pretty
0: cool. We could see another side of you and Britta. That sounds pretty great. What about your third album, Chris?
1: My third album is from the band The Script. It's their self-titled album, The Script, um, which comes from kind of like my middle school, early, you know, like freshman high school um, phase of music. Um, they were a little Irish band that I heard on the radio. I heard one of their songs, and then I was like, wow, I really love their sound. I need to go get the album. And so I, you know, immediately asked my mom to take me to Target. We we went and bought it, and um, yeah, I remember that night just put, you know putting the CD in the in the boombox and just listening through the whole thing. Um, and yeah, that's another one that I was able to go see in concert. Mm-hmm. Um, they were playing at the Triple Rock, which I don't think is with us anymore.
0: And where is the trip? Where was the Triple Rock?
1: That's a good question. Okay, I was. In, I mean, I was like in. Early high school, I was terrible with directions, okay. especially
0: kind of Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't
1: really in the, like, music scene, so yeah. I, like, yeah. didn't really go to concerts a lot. Um, and it was a really small venue, but I was able to, um, you know, with a friend of mine, we basically sat and talked with the drummer the entire time, and now they, they're they playing, you know, arenas and
0: yeah.
1: um, in Ireland and in the UK. And so it's kind of cool to be able to hang out with them before they, you know, exploded.
0: Yeah, I feel like most people who are really into music will have some story about a a band or a musician that they love that they got to see in a more intimate setting before they got to be, you know, kind of big or whatever. And and those of you listening at home, if you know where the triple rock is, feel free to include that in the comment section of this podcast, because I would love to know where that was. That'd be kind of cool to hear. We're going to take a little break here, and we will be back very soon with the next three picks from our friend. Chris Scanlon. And welcome back with my friend Chris Scanlon, who has given me already some amazing ideas of music to listen to. I look forward to putting together. Your playlist and being able to share it with the church. Um, one question I like to ask everybody who joins me on the podcast is: There a particular season of your life that a lot of your albums are from, or is it more scattered out?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, some of it come from defined periods, um, especially some of the more upcoming albums that I've selected come from basically post marriage and you know, with kids, just, um, stuff that I would not, you know, stuff that I would want to have on hand, um, especially for memories. Um, you know, if I were, you know, for when I am locked in the basement for a
0: year. Yeah. It it will, it will be a trying time, but you'll have this music to help you get through it. So that's a good thing. What's our number four pick?
1: Uh, Number four is a, a little different. Um, I'm gonna see how much I can bend Is this the rules like Minos- here.
0: Minnesota different or different like no, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's definitely not Minnesota different um, I think everybody will agree that it's it's an awesome pick yes I'm just thinking as far as the you know the rest of the music and I you know had the opportunity to listen to what Christian put out
0: yeah um, yeah
1: but it's it's different it's actually a soundtrack I, I was gonna go with the Lord of the Rings soundtrack
0: oh cool.
1: Yeah, and if if I had the opportunity, I would you know take all three of the of the movies. I you know maybe even sneak the Hobbit in, if need be. <laughs> okay, um, okay,
0: I'll, I'll let you have the three Lord of the Rings movies. I don't know about the Hobbit, but we'll we'll okay. definitely yeah. go to. The, so, are we talking the score, and does it also have like some of the vocal tracks as well?
1: Yeah, I've I found you know a couple of the versions. You know, there's you know the deluxe version and everything, and of course you know everybody jokes about how you can't watch the lord of the rings without the extended cut and everything so it would have to be you know the extended cut the deluxe version um but that could be borderline luxury item at that point
0: well we can keep it we can keep (laughs) it definitely with the the, the, this is still your audio so we can keep it there so um how old were you when you first saw the lord of the rings movies
1: Oh man, that's a good question. I remember seeing them when they came out. Um so you're probably kind
0: of young when they came out,
1: right? Uh yeah. I'm actually like blanky on when those movies those were like early 2000s, yeah, right? like 01, two thousand. Yeah, like
0: 03 kind of deal. Or oh nine yeah, it might have so been was, yeah, oh one through 02.
1: Yeah, I would have been ten to thirteen ish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when those came out. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, and it's funny because at the time, I didn't necessarily appreciate the music of it as much. Um, But, you know, I had friends that had like the games and um, I just, you know, that the music in the background really stuck with me. And then, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had probably at the time I downloaded other soundtracks, especially like Star Wars and stuff. But that's, I definitely couldn't listen to that for a year. Um, But Lord of the Rings has such a, a breadth of, you know, feel to it, um, throughout the entire, you know, the three movies, especially.
0: Yeah. You got your sort of peaceful pastoral music. You got your war, you got your resolution, everything. That's a great idea. I hadn't really, I I hadn't thought too much of soundtracks. Any particular, uh, themes or pieces of the music from the soundtrack that really just jumped to mind as some of your faves?
1: Yeah. Um, I would say concerning hobbits. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of that opening the very
0: beginning sure
1: yeah yeah and it's just you know it's happy it's peaceful yeah. um, and it's it's fun um and what's I not really to like
0: about hobbits
1: yeah exactly um i really enjoy um helm's deep which is the mm-hmm. the the song that's playing during you know the battle of helm's deep and it's it's just so deep and and, and rich um and then probably the lighting of the beacons which is just oh, like that Oh
0: yes vocal. I can just hear it yeah. I can think about as you say it I can I can hear it it's it's that anticipation of what's to come kind of music that's really in a little touch of like triumph and epic but it's yeah. like this is it's getting good you know
1: Yeah no it it's uh it you know the whole thing I mean you can you can feel the
0: sto-
1: <clears throat> you can feel the story throughout the entire thing without you know the words of the actor you know being able to see them
0: oh that's a great pick i wonder i uh, don't give anything away but i'm kind of wondering how that might fit into your the one book you take with you but we'll see uh, we'll, 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 we'll see if that if that ends up uh, panning out that way what's your number five pick
1: my number five is similar i'm actually going with another um soundtrack okay but this one is the hamilton soundtrack oh sure yeah um,
0: you I mean like the original, I mean, like kind of the original, uh, cast.
1: Yep. The original cast. I think 2016 is probably when they actually recorded it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I actually didn't watch Hamilton for the first time until like a month ago. Um, which is really funny because I was a musical kid growing up. I was in yeah. theater. Um, and, loved it i shouldn't say musical kid because i also played sports so you know you can't really put me in in one box but um yeah i loved it and i loved that it was you know it's so fast there's so much emotion and it tells the whole soundtrack i mean because the entire show is sung or rapped.
0: yes you
1: the entire thing in the soundtrack uh or yeah you don't necessarily even need to see what's going on um, again, like kind of like Lord of the Rings, yeah. um, l- listen to it. You can see exactly what's happening.
0: I spoke with, uh, a very, a person very close to me named Corey, my daughter. And, <laughs> uh, by this point, I have a feeling that I will have already broadcast her podcast. So I won't be giving anything away, but she also picked, uh, Hamilton as one of her picks, which I thought is was, you know, I think both of you are very smart because you're dealing, you're now getting to the point where you have two pieces of albums that are actually quite long, So you're really, you know, able to have, you know, the Hamilton at one, um, is probably two to three hours. So well done. What are a couple of your favorite, uh, performances or songs from, from that musical?
1: Well, (laughs) I've often thought about what role I would play if I (laughs) were in it. Yeah, sure. Um, and I have to say, um any of the King's songs are probably my favorite.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. King George the Third. for those of you who don't King know about the, yeah, about the, about the musical Hamilton, Hamilton King George the Third is, is played by in a very stuffy way. All the other music is hip hop and R and B. And when it gets to the King George, it's like Baroque music.
1: Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And it's, um, there's so much to it too, where, yeah. um, the lyrics were written in a way that kind of, Um, poke fun at the fact that you know people believed king george was going mad and the way it's acted out on stage two is just incredible um because uh it basically appears as if he goes through this whole line and then you know you know there's a beat and you are like does he even remember what he just said yeah you know it's it's very entertaining and i do love um i do love the cabinet
0: Yes. Rap
1: battle scene. That's probably my other top favorite.
0: Yeah. It is a really, really uh, entertaining uh, musical. We watched it right when it came out on July 4th because Lin-Manuel Miranda decided to release it on Disney Plus right at July 4th during uh, the COVID quarantine of 2020. So we watched it right away and we loved it.
1: Yeah and and just as a side note Jonathan Groff who plays King George yeah um is is an actor that I just really like in general and he's super honest about things um if you have if you haven't seen Hamilton I think you'll especially appreciate you know kind of some of the fun things that Jonathan Groff does in his his songs as King George
0: He embellishes the character beautifully
1: Oh yeah oh yeah and he's very intense very yes. intense
0: Yes, there are some great visual things that they do with his character that it's, you can listen to it, which is great, but if you ever get the chance to watch it, it really is entertaining. What's number six, Chris?
1: Number six is uh, actually the next couple are, are pretty close to home. Okay. Um, this one comes from a former member of Church of the Cross and then former member of Restoration, um, David Belt. Oh,
0: sure. Uh, yeah.
1: His... Album close beside. Okay. Pretty. Pretty sure it's an album. Could be an EP. I, you know. Yeah. Pretty sure it's an album though. Yeah. Um. Uh, his music actually made it onto Britta's um playlist. Okay. For when we had Penny.
0: Oh, um, cool. And so That's really neat.
1: Music playing in the background, and there was a there were a lot of different artists that were on um, there that were calming and peaceful, and mm-hmm. um there's just a couple of moments that I like vividly remember certain songs playing, um, while we were, while Britta was giving birth to our second daughter and it was just such a powerful moment. Um,
0: Isn't it great how music does that? How like, it will take you back to a place that, and it's something like that. The birth of a child is so huge and it's neat to have those connections.
1: Yeah. And it was, Uh, It was just so calm. It was, Mm. you know, especially compared to (laughs) to Hattie's birth. um, It was a very calm experience. Um, Mm. And I remember texting David, you know, a day later, and I was like, hey, I don't know if this is going to be weird, but I feel like you might think this is cool to hear, but, like, you were in the the playlist. And Mm -hmm. um, it was just so nice to have such a calm, you know, presence and voice there. Um, The song that especially stands out um, is probably Mercy. Mm -hmm. Um, I just... It's just so calm and peaceful, and, yeah, it really just brings me back to that moment. So, obviously, if I was, you know, locked in the church basement, um, <laughs> having that song would definitely bring back some good memories.
0: Good memories of your daughter, too, and your wife, and yeah. who you will not be seeing as you are exiled in the basement yeah. for a year. And David Belt, uh, for those of you who don't know, is now, I believe, in Tennessee. He had, he he and his wife moved down there because of a job opportunity, but we do miss him up here. We I, I remember the times... He got. To, I saw him uh, sing at Church of the Cross and a couple times at Restoration. I really did enjoy what he brought. So, David, if you're listening, uh, you, you made Chris's picks in the 9th Avenue 9, so be proud. Uh, we will be taking another quick break, and then we will be back with Chris Scanlon's final picks and what book and luxury item he'll be taking with him. And we are back with our friend Chris Scanlon here at the 9th Avenue 9. Thank you so much, Chris, for joining me for this. It's super fun to hear your picks. I've already gotten really excited about being able to go and listen to some of it. When you were putting your list together, did you have any particular process or philosophy behind what you picked?
1: Yes and no. Um, <clears throat> I knew I didn't want to get bogged down in one certain kind of style because mm-hmm. um, I figured that would just get boring. Um, but I also wanted stuff that was going to bring a lot of memories back, something that was important to me. And then at the same time, when I heard the idea of, you know, you doing this podcast, I instantly thought of a couple that came right to mind where I was like, I need to have those. Yeah. And, and it wasn't even necessarily for memory's sake, but they just instantly came to my mind that I, I listened to that. I need to have that with me
0: yeah totally totally okay so with that in mind let's hear your last few here what's your number seven pick chris
1: yeah number seven is i believe it's a self-titled album
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um called family three Uh um family three is a local band from minnesota they are quite literally three members they often play with others when they go out to do to do gigs okay um i am Met their lead lead singer, one of their singers, one of the members of Family 3, one third of them, um, <laughs> she was actually a shift supervisor at the Caribou that I managed in okay. Plymouth.
0: Okay.
1: And um, her mother had passed away from breast cancer, and if you're not familiar with, with Caribou, they do a big, um, you know, breast cancer... Um, coffee and everything. Yes, and
0: yes, I, I had remember been
1: that. With her and I was like, hey, can we do this cool big event and everything? And she's like, well, you know, I could have my band play. And I was like, uh-huh. what? I was like, okay, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. And so um then she told me all about the music and everything. And I was like, well, can I get a CD? And then I, um you know, downloaded the music on iTunes because I was like, well, if she gave me the CD for free. And I know they're not going to get a whole lot from iTunes, but I'll give them the money anyways. Yeah. Um, and, man, they're awesome. They're kind of folk. Um, they they play at the Astor Cafe. Britta and I have gone there quite a few times, you know, for date nights. Okay. Um, to hear them play. They used to play monthly on Friday nights, and it was awesome. Um, cool. They play with a couple other of their friends of theirs that have their own band, and so they do a lot of fun stuff. They do a lot of fun covers. They won the Minnesota State Fair Talent Show. Oh, cool. In, like, 2015 or 2016. All right. Um, yeah, and it was actually the first, that would kind of be the first concert that Hattie ever went to. She was oh, born cool. in July, and then we went to the State Fair Talent Show, and she got to hear them, and it was kind of fun. They're, you know, they're super good friends of mine, um, mm. but they also have really great music. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite song of theirs, I think you'll you'll probably kind of get the reference, it's called The Violinist. Okay. Um, and the song is a loose uh, recollection of uh Joshua Bell's experiment. I don't know if you're familiar I with it. I do. Uh, yes.
0: Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, where he, where he played in the subway. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically nobody really recognized him and um and, and then so finally they, and
0: then finally one person stops and does recognize him or at least yeah, and it was like a it was like a little girl yeah. if I remember
1: correctly. Yeah. And so they kind of um part of their thing with their music is that they love to tell stories and um that's one of them and then another one that they have is called um is called stories i think Mm -hmm. and um one of the lines that just gets me every time is what we do with our time ripples on even after we're gone Mm.
0: um yeah
1: and i just love that um they do a lot of really fun um covers too um they've done some really fun mashups that they had to do for the state fair and everything but fun band
0: that sounds really cool i'll look forward to looking that up uh what about number eight chris
1: yeah, number eight, I so desperately wanted to avoid copying other individuals. Mm,
0: um, okay. and
1: so I was a little bummed when I heard Christian had selected this person yes. for his top nine. Um, but I had to include Ben Kyle. Yeah. Um, I decided I wouldn't copy him. Okay. I would be content, very pleased to have Shadowlands yes. um, as, my, as my album. Um, ben Kyle actually played our wedding.
0: Really? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, he um he played he played Mercy. Um we did a, a foot washing and he played Mercy during oh, that. Oh,
0: how beautiful. And then he did a
1: cool um Ben Kyle version of um, I can't even think of this uh, Bob Dylan's um uh, Forever Young. Oh,
0: yes, as, of course. Mm-hmm. As our
1: as our uh, recessional, which was really fun. Um, you know, did the harmonica and everything. Yeah. Um, but from that album specifically, um, I love Here It
0: Comes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, great song.
1: Not, it's impossible not to love. Um, and then I love, uh, Shandy Bass.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I, I love that album. Ben, I, are, if you're listening to this by chance, you're, you're, you're getting some, some definite love from Church of the Cross. I, I, I actually got a chance to tell Ben once um, that I think um, "Texas, here you are, here we are." You're not the only lonely star. Is one of the favorite, my favorite lyrics in any song. It is such a great lyric, and I love that song so much.
1: Yeah, Ben and I have actually we've connected a lot because we both love Liverpool FC, which is you know okay, very sure. popular mm-hmm. soccer team, and mm-hmm. um, they won the league championship for the first time after 30 years oh. this past year. And it was kind of a bummer cause I was, I was hoping there'd be an opportunity for him and I to get together and yeah. and celebrate. Um, and they're um, I'm hoping Ben will cover one of the songs that they're most famous for. You'll never walk alone. I know um, Mumford yeah. and sons did a cover of that recently. And um, Jerry of Jerry and the pacemakers just passed away.
0: Yeah. Just like last week I saw that.
1: Yeah. And I, I was like, Maybe I should text Ben and say, hey, you need to, you know, go ahead and throw a cover of this out there because I think it'd be an apt time to do it, especially, you know, in in the pandemic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're recording this in the middle of January in 2021. So, yes, Jerry, the lead singer of Jerry and the Pacemakers just passed away last week and a classic Liverpool band that was. You know, popular in and around when the Beatles were, you know, probably already popular, but that same kind of era, but they were really, really known for uh, a very specific kind of Liverpool sound that uh, that got to be very popular for them. Well, I got to say, uh, you, I think if, you know, Mercy, there are now two songs called Mercy that you've mentioned in this, in this uh, uh, podcast, one by David Belt and one by Ben Kyle, so... Mercy is a is a big thing for you, as it should be for all of us, actually, as as those of us who depend upon the mercy of God for, for all of our good gifts in life. So very cool theme. What is your ninth pick?
1: My ninth pick is probably going to be, I don't know, maybe it'll be the most surprising, maybe it won't. Okay.
0: Um, well, I can't wait to chance, be
1: surprised. <laughs> if you have a chance to look up, you know, family three, it might not be as surprising. But yeah. um, my number nine is... The album "Sweet Baby James." Oh, cool! By James Taylor.
0: Yeah, I was hoping. I didn't think there was another "Sweet Baby James" by somebody else, but I was ready for there to be if there had been.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Um, (laughs) Yeah, James Taylor is a is an artist that my mom and stepdad really loved, and I I assume they still do. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really ask whether that's Wayne or not, but. I know they had a number of his songs on their their wedding CD that they made and gave all of their guests. Um, and I've just loved James Taylor very calming, peaceful music. For the Absolutely, everyone tonight will catch up. But um,
0: and what yeah, are some I of mean, the songs on that? Remind me some of the songs on that album. I mean, obviously "Sweet Baby James" is is a, uh, a famous song. Yeah, for that. What mean, else is on that?
1: Admittedly, I found it really difficult because I wanted to kind of do a cop out and go with like you know greatest hits album sure but i was like that feels like bending the rules a little bit <laughs> um, but i so I, I basically scoured the albums that i knew i had specifically listened to and then i was like okay what are the the, the songs that i would really really want to listen to the most yeah um and which of these has the most of those yeah um so sweet baby james it has like fire and rain oh yeah uh, country road um yeah, those were the two that probably stand out, stood out the most. And I was like, oh, if I'm going to have James Taylor, I need to have those two songs. So
0: And, you know, I, I mean, I guess you could say this about probably anybody on your list to a degree, but I always, whenever I hear James Taylor, I always feel like, is there anybody else like him? I mean, he he has such a unique, not only sound, but style. I mean, most people... They kind of come from, you know, you can hear where, maybe what their influences were. and But James Taylor is just his own deal. You don't hear, I've never heard anybody else like him.
1: You know what I really love doing is looking back at some of his original albums mm-hmm. and, like, the pictures of him on those albums, I'm like...
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Wait a minute, you sound like that. In this yeah. album, looking like that... Yeah. It just, it seems like such a disconnect. And then... Um, yeah, and obviously I encountered James Taylor when he was much older. Yeah, um, for the first time, and so I've always had that picture of um, you know shorter hair, yes. graying, and or everything. even bald. Yeah, <laughs> and um, you know, and he had the 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 cabbie hat on and everything. Yeah, um, yeah. So that, that's what I had always really had, and then as I've gotten older and I've really just like dug back into some of his older stuff, some of the stuff that I hadn't really heard because i had mostly been listening to greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, wow, this is really good and really strange. It, you know, it's like it just doesn't seem like it would necessarily fit him, that person in the picture. Um, but, yeah, there really is nobody like him. He's just so James Taylor.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little bit of trivia about James Taylor. One of the first discoveries of Apple Records, which was a, the company built by the Beatles. So James Taylor and the Beatles have a very, very specific connection because they actually – through their uh, record company, discovered him. So, interesting thing. Wow. Yeah, very cool. There's some interesting... When James Taylor was in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Paul McCartney inducted him, You know because they had That's that cool. long-time connection. Well, what a great list. This is awesome. I cannot wait to get started on listening to some of it. Of course, one thing, I did get a copy of the Hamilton uh, soundtrack uh, on vinyl from my children for Christmas, so i already been listening to that, but I really am <laughs> looking forward to getting going on some of this other stuff and it's always great to listen to romantica's album again so um as we went through the rules you were fantastic at following these rules chris you didn't bend the rules a bit you were very very obedient or whatever you want to say so with those rules um you also get a book you as i mentioned at the at the outset the the church basement has lots of bibles books of common prayer so you have that but what's the other book you'd want with you
1: yeah, the other book now. I know there was a little bit of blurring the line with the Lord of the Rings sure. previously. Sure. Um, so I've selected a series, but I've also selected an individual book if required to. <laughs> if uh, I be
0: if I one. if I hold you to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So my series would be the Harry Potter series. Okay. Um, and I actually debated quite a bit whether or not I would include a soundtrack from Harry Potter in mm-hmm. the in the nine. Um, and if I had to select just a book, I'd go with *The Goblet of Fire*. Um, I love that that specific book really opens up the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Absolutely, um, you know, I agree. You get to, start to see the other countries and everything, and um, it it also the like intensity and the severity of what this battle between Harry Potter and Voldemort. Yes, um, becomes very real in that book.
0: You know, I. I will say I will definitely allow the seven volumes in part because you became, you came prepared, you know, if you couldn't take all seven. So in this case, I will consider it one book and Goblet of Fire. I agree. Actually, I came to the Harry Potter series uh, when I had read the first three, when, when I read the Harry Potter series, that book, Goblet of Fire was the one that was brand new. So I read the first three to get to Goblet of Fire, um, loved it, and then... As each one came out after that, I was able to await it. It was really great. And you're right. There's a great middle chapter element of Goblet of Fire that's the kind of the hinge of the whole series.
1: Yeah, when, when a student dies... Yeah, I think that you you start to realize, oh no, this is bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, and I think that J.K. Rowling had that sense of this is the middle, and so this is where it has to get, this is where the crisis really has to happen, this is where it has to turn, and so many great pieces of drama, act two of, you know, is always, you know, where it gets interesting.
1: We're we're gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna open up the wizarding world yep. and now it's gonna get really interesting. Now scary. yeah,
0: now it's gonna hit, hit yeah. Absolutely. And that is definitely the case. And it is a great book. Well, that's a great pick for a book. What would be the one luxury item you would take with you?
1: So I, I've I've debated this all day. <laughs> the last couple days. Yeah, I hope four. I'm not
0: causing too much stress for some of my guests. I hope people aren't losing, you know, getting stressed or losing hair or anything.
1: You know, I had to do research on this. I oh. went to I went and looked up what the celebrities had selected in their catalog of um, luxury items, and um, if there is a way to enjoy movies, yes, that would be my luxury item. I don't know if that's you know like a TV and a collection of movies. I don't know how that would work. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's an acceptable answer, that is what I would I would go with.
0: Okay. So like a, a collection of movies, any any particular movies that come to mind or just a huge, like an enormous library of movies?
1: Yeah, I mean I've seen you know, some celebrities have selected like entire libraries yeah. and I was mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. kinda like a Hop
0: out! Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah. It's like so I'll, for, my, for my for my lecture item, I'll pick an entire album, uh, lo- you know record library of every music piece I ever loved. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. So if that if that's if that's a thing, um, I would definitely go that route. I I love movies and being able to just immerse myself in story, um, even really dumb stories. Yeah, <laughs> even you know <laughs> even Adam Sandler stories at yes. times. You know, like there's something. Um, nice of you know being able to just be in a in a simple story. Sometimes it's you know jumping into um, Lord of the Rings and it's yeah. you know a long run out story. Um, well, yeah.
0: I'll I'll let you have it as long as it doesn't drown out the music. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> all right, all right, Chris. Well, this is a great series of of uh, of albums as well as a couple other things to take with you. Um, as I mentioned before, we will work on a playlist together. And so please feel free to, uh, to select the, the, um, the link that comes along with this podcast on Apple Pike podcasts or on our website at church of the cross. And you can listen to some of Chris's favorite music. Chris, thank you so much for joining me over zoom. And this was really a lot of fun. I loved hearing your picks.
1: Yeah, it'll be great to uh, see you
0: when you, you know, lock me in the basement. When we emerge, yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks hey, a lot, Chris. See you, And that's our special February bonus episode. My thanks once again to Chris for talking with me and from his closet, no less. As I mentioned before and during the show, we have a Spotify playlist available so that you can listen to some of Chris's picks. You will find the link both on the church website as well as on the Apple podcast site. I have dug into Chris's picks, and it was a great listen. My favorite new discovery was the script. And since I have a vinyl copy of Sweet Baby James, I was able to spin that one again and enjoyed it very much. Also, it was great to hear the Romantic album again, and if David Belt ends up hearing this, we hope things are going well in Tennessee. Again, please let me know if you would like to talk music with me, and we can Zoom chat. And also remember that if you're shy of the microphone, email me a list of your nine picks, and I can read them on a future episode. In either case, my email address is joel at of the My next episode will feature my daughter, Corey Bascom. Look for it in early March. So until we hear from Corey, keep thinking about what your picks would be and may the peace of the Lord be with you.